Welcome to the Word Encounter episode 262. We are in the exciting book of Revelation. We stopped in chapter 3 yesterday, so let's pick things up in chapter 4. And the title says, The Throne Room of Heaven. The word says in verse 1, After this I looked, this is John talking, After this I looked, and there in heaven was an open door. The first voice that I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. Verse 2, it says, Immediately uh, I was in the Spirit, and there was a, a throne in heaven, and someone was seated on it. So John is like, he's, he's in the Spirit. Now he's having visions. See, he's having divinely inspired visions. And it says in verse 3, uh, The one seated there had an appearance of jasper and uh, carnelian stone. And so <clears throat> uh, jasper is like a highly polished stone. Carnelian is like an orange, orange, red, crystalline structure thing. And so it says, a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald surrounded the throne. And so uh, emerald is another uh, crystalline type structure, green. And, and uh, uh, this is surrounding uh, the throne. What I would advise you to do is, is look up the throne room of God. Google it. And you will get various depictions from different artists and whatnot, what this might have looked like. You have to use your imagination to picture what this thing looked like. But apparently it had to be something extremely regal, something very royal, something because because um, apparently this is this is housing the throne of God. You know, and so it says in verse four. Around the throne were 24 thrones and the thrones uh, and on those thrones sat 24 elders dressed in white clothes with golden crowns on their heads. This, this vision just has to be incredible. You know, you've got 24 thrones around the main throne and there are elders sitting in these 24 uh, thrones with white robes on white clothes with golden crowns on their heads. Uh, verse six, it says. Something like a sea of glass, similar to crystal, was also before the throne. Four living creatures covered with eyes in front and in back were around the throne on each side. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like an ox. The third living creature um, had the face of a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings. Uh, they were covered with eyes around the inside. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, 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 Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and is to come. So they're saying this 24 hours a day, around the clock. These creatures are just proclaiming, Holy, 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 Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. <clears throat> Verse 9, whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to the one seated on the throne, seated on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. So this is talking about God. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to God, uh, seated on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders, what do they do? They fall face down. They fall down before the seated one on the throne and uh, worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne and say, Our Lord and God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power because you have created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Wow, so we have the creatures and the elders all prostrate before the throne of God, proclaiming his holiness, proclaiming his glory, proclaiming his power, giving him honor. 
in this in this room or this structure or whatever this is with 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 semi precious jewels around it and and just oh my goodness gracious <laughs> let's go to chapter five it says the lamb takes the scroll first one then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne being God a scroll with writing on both sides sealed with seven seals now imagine a roll of paper towel and that first roll is sealed. And then imagine taking about 10, 15 sheets off that roll, and then you get uh, to the uh, 11th or 16th sheet, but now there's uh, some wax or something that won't allow you to take it any further. Well, that's the second seal. So let's say you get you pry that wax loose and then start pulling the, uh, the roll of uh, paper towel again, and then you get to another wax piece where you can't put, well, that's the third seal. So we have a scroll, and it's written on both sides, and it has seven seals throughout the scroll. And then it says, um, well, let me just read that again. Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides sealed with seven seals. I also saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? Verse 3. But no, this is interesting. But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even to look in it. In other words, nobody in the heavens, on the earth or under the earth were worthy to even look at the scroll or in the scroll. Verse four says, I wept and wept because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or even look in it. In verse five, it says, then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Look. The lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered uh, so that he is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Let's go to verse six. It says, then I saw the one like a slaughtered lamb. Who is this referring to? Then I saw the one like a slaughtered lamb standing in the midst of the throne of the, of the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders. He had seven horns seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God um, sent into the earth. So he had seven horns representing all power and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent into the earth. Well, what are these seven spirits? If we go to Isaiah 11, um, chapter 11, verse two, the seven spirits are the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And so these three or these seven spirits, God sent into all the earth. And then he said in verse uh, seven, he went and took the scroll out of the right hand of the seated of the one seated on the throne. And so Jesus goes and takes the scroll from the father God, because he is the only one worthy to take the scroll, to break the seals and to open the scroll. The lamb is worthy in verse eight. When he took the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. See, they had fallen down before the throne of God. Now they're falling down before the lamb, before Jesus. Each one had a harp and bowl. uh, Each one had a harp and golden bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And so the elders fell down. Each one of them had a bowl. You see a golden bowl. 
They had a harp in one hand and a golden bowl, and the golden bowl was filled with incense, with re- which represents all the prayers of the saints. And so we are the saints. We call on Jesus. We are the saints. And so all the prayers that we have prayed over the years and whatnot, these are in these golden bowls that the elders have. It says in verse 9, And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals because you were slaughtered and you purchased people for God by your blood from every tribe and language and people and nation. You made them a kingdom and priests to our God and they will reign on earth. It says that we, we, those of us who call on Jesus, those of us who are purchased by his blood, It says that we will reign on earth. Verse 11. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne and also of the living creatures and the um, and of the elders. The number was countless thousands plus thousands of thousands. In other words, there are a tremendous number of angels And the angels are in existence. God created the angels to assist us. And there are numerous angels. It says their number was countless. Countless thousands plus thousands of thousands. So countless thousands wasn't enough. Plus thousands of thousands. And then it says they said with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. I heard every creature in heaven, on earth, under the earth, on the sea, and everything in them say, blessing and honor and glory and power be to the one seated on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. Blessing and honor and glory and power be to the one seated on the earth, be to God and be to Jesus forever and ever. Be to God the Father and God the Son. Verse 14, the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshiped. Do you get a, a feel for these proclamations that are going on in heaven? These proclamations that are going forth on our behalf. These proclamations that are being spoken out by heavenly beings by the elders, the 24 elders, by these creatures, whatever they look like. They're all angelic or heavenly beings. And these proclamations are going forth, and they're saying amen. They're falling prostrate now, worshiping the Lord. Your will be done. Let's go on to chapter 6. The first seal on the scroll. So remember, Jesus has taken the scroll from God because he's the only one worthy to open it. So now he's going to open the scroll. So we see in chapter six and verse one, with the opening of the first scroll, this represents the beginning of the tribulation on earth. Then I saw the lamb open one of the seven scrolls. Again, this is John talking. And I heard the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come. I looked, and there was a white horse. Its rider held a bow. Now we think, okay, usually, you know, a white horse represents the good and the black horse represents the bad. 
Not so fast. <clears throat> I looked and there was a white horse. Its rider held a bow. A crown was given to him and he went out as a conqueror in order to conquer. <laughs> that kind of cracks me up when I read it. You know, he went out as a conqueror. Well, why did he go out? Well, to conquer because <laughs> he's a conqueror. Okay. Now, in some interpretations, it has assumed that this was Jesus, but that doesn't really make any sense. Okay. Because <clears throat> as we read further, it seems like that this white horse is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And so this does not seem to represent Jesus. Let's go on to the second seal. It says in verse three, when he opened the second seal, being Jesus, I heard the second living uh, creature say, come. Then another horse went out, a fiery red one, and its rider was allowed to take peace from the earth so that people would slaughter one another. A large sword was given to him. And so uh, this horse goes out and his purpose is for war so that people would slaughter each other. And he was given weaponry. He was given a large sword in order to be more effective in his assignment, in order to be more effective in his destruction, to bring about war, to slaughter people. And then it says... <clears throat> The third seal in verse five, when he opened the third seal, I heard uh, the third living creature say, come. And I looked and there was a black horse. Its rider held uh, a set of scales in his hands. Then I heard someone like a voice among the four living creatures say a quarter of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius. But do not harm the oil and the wine. And so a denarius represented one day's wages. And so it says um, there was a quart of wheat. Okay, so we get this little wheat for a whole day's worth of work. <laughs> this represents famine. Okay, and so this writer goes out to spread famine amongst the or, or in the earth, I should say, amongst the people in the earth to bring destruction through hunger, through lack of nutrition, no food, famine. The fourth seal in verse seven, when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, what? Come. And I looked and there was a pale green horse. Its rider was named death. It's <laughs> the rider of this horse has the name death. And Hades was following after him. So his name is death and hell is following after him. They were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, by famine, by plague, and by the wild animals of the earth. In other words, they were given the assignment and the authority to kill by any means necessary over a fourth of the earth, a fourth of the earth. And so we've got about seven, 7.5 million or billion people approaching 8 billion people in the earth today. So that would be almost 2 billion people, almost 2 billion people. They were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, by famine, by plague, and by the wild animals of the earth. The fifth seal 
in verse 9. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar of souls. It says, I saw under the altar, oh, not of souls, I'm sorry. It says, I saw under the altar the souls. So remember, the altar is essentially a place of execution. This is where animals were brought in order to be offered up to the Lord. And so the animals would be slaughtered on the altar. They would be sacrificed on the altar. It says, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slaughtered because of the word of God and the testimony they had given. So he says, I saw under the altar the souls of the martyrs, the souls of the martyrs of God. He saw under the altar. They cried out with loud voice, Lord, the one who is holy and true, how long until you judge those who live on earth and avenge our blood? And so the souls of the martyred, are crying out to the Lord, Lord, when are you going to render justice on our behalf? (laughs) When are you going to get those folk that murdered us? So they were each given a white robe and they were told to rest a little while longer until the number would be completed of their fellow servants and their brothers and sisters who were going to be killed just as they had been. In other words, there were still more martyrs to come. And so they're being told, be patient. They're not being told, no. They're being told, be patient, because that time is coming. But the number has to be complete, whatever that number is, of those who have yet to be martyred in my name who will join your numbers. Once those numbers are completed, then you will see your justice. The sixth seal, in verse 12, Then I saw him open the sixth seal, A violent earthquake occurred. The sun turned black like sackcloth made uh, of hair. Uh, The entire moon became like blood. The stars of heaven uh, fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its unripe figs when shaken by a high wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll being rolled up and every mountain and island was moved from its place. Wow. So... This had to be a serious, or this is going to be a serious earthquake, right? It says, because apparently all the lands throughout the earth, this isn't going to be a regional earthquake. This is going to be a global earthquake. And all the lands around the earth are going to be moved. Every mountain and island was moved from its place. Every. Verse 15. Then the kings of the earth the presidents, the prime ministers, uh, the premiers, uh, whatever you want to call them, the czars, you know, whatever you want to call these people, the kings of the earth, the nobles, the generals, the rich, the powerful, and every slave and free person hid in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. In other words, everybody scattered, everybody hid. (laughs) Didn't matter how powerful you were or or, or doesn't matter how powerful you're going to be in that day. Doesn't matter with regard to the rich folks in that day. It's irrelevant. Everybody's going to run for cover. So this is going to be a globally uh, or or it's a global cataclysmic event where everybody is going to run for cover. And then it says in verse 16, and they said to the mountains and to the rocks, 
fall on us. So the people that are scattered everywhere, everybody, rich, poor, black, white, Indian, Asian, male, female, old, young, skinny, fat, it's irrelevant. Powerful, no powerful. It says they said, uh, they said to the mountains and to the rocks. So they, they, everybody's speaking to the land, you know, fall on us and hide us from the face of the one seated on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. So this is interesting. So this implies that they know who is doing this. This implies that they know about God and they know about the wrath of Jesus. They denied him, but they know. Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one seated on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb, because the great day of their wrath has come. And who is able to stand? So there is recognition amongst the unbeliever. Doesn't matter what their station in life is. There's recognition amongst the unbelievers where this is coming from. And essentially they're crying out for mercy. They're crying out for help. The sealed of Israel, it says in chapter seven, we see that before this seventh seal is broken, God is going to restrain the winds of judgment. And he's going to hold it back until his people are secured. Now, I don't know if this means it's going to hold it back until all his people are secured or, or just certain numbers. I'm not sure. I don't know. But he's going to hold it back for a time. It says in verse one, after this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, restraining four winds of the earth. <clears throat> in other words, restraining the winds of judgment so that no wind could uh, blow on the earth or on the sea or on any tree. In verse two, it says, then I saw another angel rising up from the east who had the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were um who were allowed to harm the earth. And so the, 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 the one angel cries out to the four angels and these angels had the authority to harm the earth, but he cried out to the four angels, uh, four angels who um, were allowed to harm the earth and the sea. And what did he cry out? Don't harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we uh, seal the servants of our God on their foreheads. So he's crying and said, hold up. I know you have the authority, but wait, wait, chill out for a second, you know, because we need to seal the servants of our God on their foreheads. <clears throat> now, a seal, when a document is sealed, it protects the contents of that document from eyes that it's not meant to see. And so it, it protects the document. And so in a similar fashion, God is identifying, sealing his people, <clears throat> He's sealing them. He's letting it be known that these are mine. In verse four, and I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of Israel, of the Israelites. And so we have, excuse me, we have the 12 tribes of Israel. There were 12,000 are to be sealed from each tribe or 144,000. <clears throat> Then it says a multitude from the great tribulation in verse nine. After this, I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one could number. 
And so this uh, a, a huge number of folks that could not be numbered standing before the throne and before the lamb. They were clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. Now, when I read this, there, there are some different interpretations. But what I think this means is this isn't talking about the 144,000 Jews, 12,000 from each tribe of Israel. This is talking about other people in the world. In other words, believers, other believers. He says, after I look. And there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language. To me, this is speaking outside of the Jewish nation, which no one could number. And so, in other words, there are huge numbers of us, not just a few of us. There are huge numbers of us standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And we're clothed in white robes with palm branches in our hands. And it says, and we cried out, I'm just throwing myself in there, And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the lamb. And all the angels stood around of the throne and along with the elders and the four living creatures, they fell face down before the throne and worshiped God saying what? Saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So we see that there's a lot of worship going on in heaven. There's a, there's a lot of worship going on. There's a lot of acknowledging of who God is. In verse 13, it says, then one of the elders asked me, who are these people in white robes and where did they come from? So why would the elder ask John? It's kind of, I think, a rhetorical question. He's asking him to see if John knows. And John said, I said to him, sir, you know, in other words, sir, I don't know, but you know. And then it says, then he told me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. So coming out of the tribulation. See, that suggests to me that folks are going to be getting saved during the tribulation. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's the way it seems. Then it says in verse 15, For this reason, they are before the throne of God and they serve him day and night in his temple. The one seated on the throne will shelter them. In verse 16, they will no longer hunger. They will no longer thirst. The sun will no longer strike them nor any uh, scorching heat. In verse 17, for the lamb who is at the center of the throne will shepherd them for Jesus will shepherd us. He will guide us. Oh, let me let me just read it as it says. Stop putting myself in. He will guide them to springs. um, He will guide them to springs of the waters of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more suffering. There will be no more pain. That's awesome. And so we're going to pick things up in Revelation chapter eight tomorrow. Uh, This uh, brings to a conclusion. Uh, this episode of The Word Encounter. Remember, Jesus is still sending out this invitation. See, uh, do you want to be one of the great multitude? There's only one way to be counted amongst them. There's only one way for your name to be added to the book of life. And that is for you to acknowledge who Jesus is. For he says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that I, Jesus, am Lord, then you shall be saved and you will not be put to shame. You will have the last laugh. You will not be mocked. Your, 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 your belief and your faith will not go in vain.
Have a sincere belief. Don't doubt who I am. Publicly confess with your mouth who I am. And Jesus promises you will be saved, which means you will have access to eternal life. Everybody stay safe. Be blessed. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And in his grace and mercy, should he grant us another day of life, we'll see you for the next episode of The Word Encounter. Bye-bye.